With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. If you were with us last night, uh, you're familiar with this monument and it's pretty amazing. It's actually the largest granite monument in America and it's sitting on a hill in Massachusetts, hidden in a forest and nobody knows about it. I know this is like out of the Lord of the Rings or something. And, and in fact, I actually hired the Lord of the Rings sculptors to sculpt this replica. Now the real one's 90 feet tall and if you were to stand next to it, you would come up to this high, right down here. And it spells out our forefathers' secret sauce recipe to building the freest, most prosperous, strongest, healthiest nation the world has ever known. Sending the liberating message of the gospel out to more places on earth than any other nation in the history of the world. And I want to I wanna decode it for you. We talked last night about how the very largest and central figure here is faith. That's her name right here. Now, uh, on this version of this monument, which is my large sort of museum monument, uh, it's larger than the personal size monument, which I, I have, which is about half this size. Uh, Faith detaches so that I can fit it in a box and take it with me. But um, the central figure is Faith. And if you look at Faith, Faith has her finger pointed to heaven and she has a star on her forehead. And if you notice, she has a book in her hand and that book is the Bible. In fact, it's the Geneva Bible brought over by the, pilf- uh, the pilgrims on the Mayflower and it's being blown open by the, the wind of the spirit, the Holy Spirit, so that they could actually read it in their homes and study it. It even had study notes in it and, and it gave them a particular kind of faith that changed the world. I dropped my glasses here. I'm going to grab these. And so I want to talk with you about this kind of unique faith. You see, if you think about it, those who were members of of church in Europe at the time, and as far as the pilgrims were talking about England, they were very used to doing exactly what the leaders of, of the big power church told them to do. The concept of a personal relationship with God was was more foreign to them because as far as they were concerned, they didn't have a, a Bible prior to uh, the, the, the printing press and the translation of the Bible. And so God spoke to them through the, the, the church leaders and, and uh, through the, 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 the doctrines that were passed down. But when they got a hold of this Bible, they were able to read it and, and hear God's words for themselves. It, and, and they didn't just stop it listening to God's word by reading it in the Bible, they talked back to God and they realized that they didn't need somebody else like a priest to go through in order for God to hear their prayers. They read in the Bible that Jesus is their high priest and that they could communicate to God and that they're told to pray continually and that Jesus was even praying for them. And so they saw this as a two-way conversation and their faith in God exploded because they had the word of God. They had a personal relationship with God and and it didn't just transform their heart. It transformed their homes, 
their concept of church, the way that they educated their children, and ultimately their view of civil government. Just what we've been talking about. So to drill down on this type of faith, we can go to the Bible and, and find out what the Bible says about faith, because that's the faith that they had. It wasn't faith in, in some random deity. It wasn't faith in a false god, some, some made-up idol. It was faith in the one true God of heaven. And the faith that God gave them, which, by the way, is a gift— uh, the Bible says that about faith. It's not something you and I can muster up. It's not just a simple intellectually believing, uh, like two plus two is four. Uh, it is a, it's a, it's a gift that's given by God. And it's a kind of faith that is a believing, trusting faith. It's the kind of faith that Abraham had. God told him that, that even though he was old, and even though his wife was past the age of, of being able to have children, that he would have many, many children. And Abraham believed God. And that transformed his life and set the world on a whole new course. True faith is a believing, trusting faith. Trusting in the promises of God against all odds. Even when it appears circumstantially that something is impossible. True faith believes and trusts in the promises of God like Abraham did. True faith, the Bible says, is also an obedient faith. Think of Moses. He had true faith. When God told him to go up on that mountain and to meet God there, that was a scary thing, to meet with the holy God who is a consuming fire. Nobody was allowed to touch that mountain. And yet God told Moses to meet him up at the top of that mountain and he'd receive those commandments the Ten Commandments, and bring them down to the people and, and command the people to keep them. And Moses obeyed God. Moses obeyed God in so many ways, and he trusted God's promises. True faith is also a humble faith. Our forefathers understood that. Faith was a gift God exalts, uh, he uh, resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. The Bible says that we're saved by faith, not by works. It's the gift of God so that nobody can boast. True faith of our forefathers was not a, I'm more religious than you. I do better, uh, more good works than you. I'm holier than thou. That wasn't their faith. Their faith was, oh dear God, you have shown me that I need your forgiveness. I need a reworking of my heart. I'm, 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 I'm stuck in, in pride and selfishness. Change me on the inside. And I believe your promises, even when all my circumstances are telling me this is crazy. I believe your word over my circumstances. And it's an obedient faith that says, God, no matter what the cost, I will obey you. And that's the kind of faith that we need today, that I need, that you need, that our children need, and that our nation needs. If we're going to see this nation come back to the blessings that God promises to the nations that honor him. Let me read a little bit to you from the, the Bible itself about faith. This is the, the famous faith chapter, the faith hall of fame in Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, we understand that the, 
that the worlds were framed by the word of God. You know, none of us were there, but we by faith understand and believe that God spoke the world into existence. Out of nothing created our solar system and the galaxies and the universe. God gives us that faith. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Abel had true, genuine faith. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. Enoch was, 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 was taken to heaven without seeing death because of his faith. By faith, Noah, having been divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear and prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Noah had faith and that's what gave him the courage to build an ark against what everybody else was doing in advancing wickedness. And he saved the world. God packed up the whole world in a little wooden boat. It was huge, but the whole world was, everything that was needed in seed form was packed up in that ark and the world was was preserved by faith. By faith, Abraham did this. By Sarah, uh, by faith, Sarah did that. By faith, Rahab did this. And it says, they all died in faith not having received the promises yet, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them. You see, faith is having confidence in the promises of God, not walking by sight, but by trusting in the word of God. Faith is what keeps us holding on. Faith is what the pilgrims had, believing that if they obeyed God, And they stuck with it for the long haul. In the long run, they would be blessed and their children would be blessed. And that's the kind of faith that I'm praying that our country gets back to. Not just playing church, not just a cool rock concert, all that stuff. I love music. I love concerts. I love going to church. But genuine faith is something that only God can give us. How do you get it? Ask God for it. Ask God to open your eyes and to help you see your need for his power to change you. Ask him to give you the courage to turn away from your own wicked ways and ask him to give you the faith that will believe his promises and obey his commands even when it seems like there's no hope and you're working against all odds. God has chosen foolish things to confound the wise. He gives grace to the humble and he pulls down the proud. So I'm gonna pray with you right now and ask God that that he would grant you and me faith. Dear God, our forefathers understood that at the very center, at the very core of a strategy to build a nation that was free and just with liberty for all, it required something that only you can give us and that's genuine faith. Would you give me faith today? Would you give my brothers and sisters believing, humble, obedient trust in you? Lord, without it, we cannot please you. And if there's one thing in the world that we cannot afford to be without, it is without your favor. We want you to be pleased with us. Give us faith, Lord. Give it to us now. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Hey, I, I noticed uh, on the website that many of you are wanting this and you see that we have them there. And I want you to know that um, I've got hundreds that are on their way. I've got thousands that are being ordered. I want this to be in the hands of every politician, every president of an educational institution, every pastor and parent so that we can begin learning these principles that flow from faith to our morality, to our laws, our education leading to our liberty. I would love for you to get one uh, or to help you give one to your pastor or to your congressman uh, or your senator. So uh, let me know how I can help you with that. Uh, you can just check that out at the website. And um, blessings to you. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.